Hey, Rod. What's happening? Yo. What's new? Mm. CBD oil. Mm. It's very popular these days. Cannabidiol. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of good things. But I use it for uh, pain relief. Oh, do you? And also to help me sleep. Where's the most of your pain that you try to relieve? Is well, it depends. Joint pain? It really depends. It's usually like after I play soccer. I'm getting old. Mm. You know, just get body aches and pains. Yeah. But if I have a headache... If I get a headache or something, I will CBD do CBD oil, oil before really? I'll do um Do you Advil. take it in pill form? No, the oil. The I oil. Put it, I put it underneath my tongue. Go sub, oh. sublingual. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Quicker into the bloodstream. I mean, then the liver doesn't good, have to do good, anything with it. Good things out there on it. So Yeah, yeah. I'm bad. This is a, yet another one I might try. Yeah, I highly recommend. Oh, yeah. You get some back yeah. stuff sometimes, yeah. right? I got joint pain. Joint stress. It's also good for stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good things out of CBD. All right. Yeah. Check it and out. there's no, you can get ones that have no THC in them. No, I do know that. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. Welcome back to the More in Common podcast. This is a place for genuine, authentic conversation, where we like to explore the fact that we have more in common than that which divides us. And once again, it's me, Producer Rob. Trying to find another tagline for me to join you guys in. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's Black History Month. And also, a reminder that George Washington Carver has, and, well, not really has, I think, yeah, he made peanut butter. That's going to be my contributing tidbit fact to draw you guys in to listen to the podcast more but that's beside the point we got a review for for you guys um it's from graham our previous guest uh i was blessed enough to meet rodney and keith a few months back through our mutual work on bridging divides these guys are true to their brand this is genuine authentic conversation the taping of our episode felt more like old friends getting together to banter than learn than it felt like an interview and i feel like i've learned more than i've passed along Thanks, guys, for all you do to move forward, the listen first, move it forward. Graham. Hey, thanks, Graham. Don't forget that this is still the first season of 2020 that we've dubbed Decade Possible. And season one is all about pursuit. Remember, you can find all things more in common at morecommonpod.com, episodes, merchandise, and our blog. And definitely, if you like what you hear, give us a like on your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. We'll try to read it on air as soon as we can. On today's episode, we have Athena Cavis. With Athena, we talk about a multitude of different things. How to be an entrepreneur, how to have a really good vision for life, and how to secretly do things with your parents, even though you have to move forward and fear that they may never talk to you again. It sounds more scarier than it actually is. The fact that doesn't matter how how old you are, young or old, it doesn't matter how much experience you've had doing anything. If you, you're going to be like me that had no experience doing something, if you want to make the shift into doing something entirely different, and it's really hard and it's really scary to do, but I really think you should do it. Even if everyone's telling you not to, if you have that feeling deep down that there's something else you want to do that you're passionate about, or that will help you live the life that you want. I am telling you, you need to do it no matter what excuses you can give yourself in the long list of things that could 
get in the way, you need to do it for yourself. It was uh, really hard and it was the wrong way because I didn't just say like, you know, goodbye before like, here's a big hug. I'm going to be gone for like the next however long. I just kind of left. So it was wrong, but I was scared. I was such a chicken to have the conversation with them in person. I, if I was to go back, honestly, I don't think I, it would have worked out because then I would have gotten scared to go. I'm glad I did the way I did, even though it wasn't right. When I first declared like I was starting the swimsuit company, I rebranded myself as a business owner and everyone from back home, it's a very small town vibe. They, they all started making tweet threads, Twitter threads about, oh, do you see what she's trying to do? How freaking stupid, making fun of my models, calling them all sorts of horrible names. And basically they, everyone was just like, what? You're just gonna change exactly like everything you're doing and call yourself a business owner? Like, no. That's not cool. Like, we're going to talk shit about this. And um, that also is another thing that, like, made me want to prove everyone. I was like, why well, Why can't I? Just because I'm a girl and because I'm 18, you're, like, my people from back home. All right, we are back. Today, we are with Athena Cavus. Athena loves to travel, read, listen to podcasts. She was born in Florida and now lives in California. She is a serial entrepreneur. Before moving out to California, at the age of 18, she started her first company, Swim Season. That's S-Z-N, Season, which I love and just learned. She grew Swim Season from ground zero up to making 25000 in just the fifth month alone by running influencer marketing campaigns. A year later, Athena decided to sell Swim Season to pursue her passion for growing other businesses. She started off her new company, Cavus Management Group, in January of 2018 and quickly began offering her business expertise to clients to facilitate growth within their industries. Currently, she has designed over 50, 50 50 different websites for clients, founded My Meraki LLC, it's a, a CBD, a uh, I forget exactly what Cannabidiol. Cannabidiol, a company that's in 55 retailers. She co-founded a new swimsuit company called Cameli, and she is the founder of the podcast Cavus Radio, um, which is a business podcast for both men and women to receive tangible business advice. In, in essence, she's pretty awesome and just crushing life at such a young age. Thanks for joining the show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here. Did you get that? Did, what was the last company? Uh, Cameli. Get that right? Yeah. Everything yeah. right. Perfect. Nailed it. Boom. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I love it. So that just ties right into the first question. Mm-hmm. Um, you worked a nine to five mm-hmm. at 18 mm-hmm. and decided to run your own business. You decided to bypass college and just go for it. Yeah. Had you always envisioned running your own company and ultimately what drove you to do it? Because it's really hard for even, I mean, us at 37, let alone at 18, to just say, let's make it happen and then actually make it happen. Yeah. So to answer the first part of your question, I never, ever envisioned myself being a business owner or especially at such a young age. Growing up, I've always had leadership skills and I've always kind of gotten into marketing. Like at 
as early as Girl Scouts, I was like crushing it. I was always selling the most cookies, coming up with all the different ways to sell them, uh, bugging my parents to help me and, you know, reach out to their network at like six. And I got a, like, if Girl Scouts paid the girls, <laughs> which they can't, <laughs> I would have had a lot of money from like the age of like six to 10. So every year I would just crush it. So I feel it's like a that's- a genius business model, the Girl Scout cookies. Uh -huh. Yeah, I and they're the, making the all the money. Scouts still popcorn idea after Girl Scouts? I have no idea. The six, lineage sure of scout selling. We're going to look it up and we'll <laughs> yeah. cite and source it. But. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. And obviously they're making a lot of money, but I think it was a great experience just at a young age to naturally get into marketing and not really think, I, like I, you don't call it marketing when no. you're in Girl Scouts, but that's what you're doing. You're yeah. marketing sure. yourself. What, do you have any tricks like hanging out outside of like grocery stores or like did you have yeah that's the basic way to do it yeah. I, oh, I, I was gonna bitch. say like that's, yeah that's gotta be like that's a like low hit cutter, rate yeah, yeah totally yeah, yeah it's no. like i'm a cute kid buy some cookies from me right yeah. yeah i mean that does work but the way i went about it i asked my neighbors for their golf cart and rode around the entire neighborhood for like two weeks i asked every neighbor to buy cookies and like almost everyone did and it was a large neighborhood every house was like two to ten acres apart that's why I needed the golf cart. My mom had to drive me. I wasn't old enough to drive the golf cart. <laughs> like baller. <laughs> yeah. And my mom would like roll up for me. She's like, go out, do your thing. And then I'd be like holding my box. Do you want to buy Girl Scout cookies for me? And they're like, oh, you're cute. Here you go. Yeah. Like you actually did. hustled. Like the, in, in our offices, I've seen people just bring in like a sign up list. And they'll just, and people will just. For their up. kid? Yeah. That's what my dad did for me too. Did that. I made him do that stuff for me. I was, yeah, yeah. I was like, Dad, can you go to work and tell everyone? And he he had a sign up list. So you had that. You were out on the street. I was out in the out on the street. But hustling <laughs> like that is hard at that age. Like I remember selling magazines because that's you know oh, those yeah. magazine raising. Like I was no good at it because I think I always felt bad asking. Yeah. But I would. I, would do I the didn't same care. Thing. Yeah. See, I, that's I the didn't. Key, yeah. And I'm shocked I didn't because now I I'm a little more reserved with like bugging people yeah. to buy things. But when I was. So young, I just did not care. I bothered everyone. That's where you got your start. They That's got, where I got, got my taste. start. I still, at that time, though, I never thought like I would start a business. I thought I was going to be a vet because I loved all the animals. And so that's what you would, if, if that's your answer to. Yeah, the question yeah. really. I always wanted to be a vet. I grew out and grew up out in the country of Florida, so I loved all the horses and all the just the wild animals around me all the time. And I was like, I love vets. I loved going to the vet whenever my dogs had to go. I was excited. And it just never really happened. At, I I think like when high school started, that's when I was like, and I don't really want to be a vet because I don't like blood mm. and I don't want to put animals down. Yeah. And that's when I was yeah. like, realized yeah. it's not as cute and fun yeah. as I thought when I was six. Yeah. So, that's a lot of yeah, sense. That makes a lot of sense. It's like I used <laughs> I to want to be it. a marine biologist, and then I Ooh, realized yeah. I'd have to spend a whole bunch of time at sea doing research and calculating, like not actually just playing with dolphins. You know, my brother like wanted to be a marine world. biologist. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not yeah. <laughs> not as easy as it looks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's not just you know getting thrown up in the air. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, also back in high school, I and, and middle school. I'm um, in middle school. Another thing that like now I'm like, wow, I can see how I like wanted to start a business. I had raised like a thousand dollars for kick for, or not kick, um, relay for life. Have you guys heard of relay for life? No. They're partnered with, I believe St. Jude's. They, they raise money by doing some sort of marathon every, I think it's every year with the schools. 
And I raised money at the time. I also thought it was going to be a ballet dancer. I was a ballet dancer my whole life growing up as well. And I organized an entire show on my own, had all my friends perform, got permission. Did you choreograph it? Yeah, I choreographed some parts of it and I had everyone perform their own solo. I asked my studio to use their performance center for free because it's for raising money. And of course they're like, yeah, you know, um, all, all the money went to- Now, how, when was this? How old were you? I think I was 12 or 13 at oh. the oldest. And I organized the whole thing, had all this cash. Tick, I got everyone, it was just donation only, which actually worked out better than having a ticket price because some people donated a lot. Mm. So like, this is a good cause. This is organized by a bunch of middle schoolers. Yeah. So that was another thing that now I is look at. Is that just natural? And, did you come up with that? With that those ideas or yeah. did you? Yeah. Yeah. At, well, in school, they were like, you have to raise, you don't have to, but can you raise money for this organi or organization? I was like, yeah, I will do it from dancing mm. and organizing it with my friends at dance. Because I didn't, at that time, I didn't feel like going around and asking for money. Like what I did with Girl Scouts, yeah. it was more of just like, watch a beautiful free free ballet show that you can choose to donate to. Right. So, cool. but even at this point, you weren't thinking about starting your own business? Nope, not even a little bit. Even though you had already kind of, you're showing signs of an entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm showing signs How did your sure. parents, like, let, let's talk about, like, what was, one, you talk about your dad at work, like, what did your parents do? And did they have expectations of you going forward, like, did going that to college kind of set or... your mindset on what you thought you would do at that time? I'm really happy that my parents never put like a certain career they thought was best for me. Cause I, I have a lot of friends that had that experience where it was very pressured. I just had the pressure to, to do straight A's in school, go to the best college and get a degree in whatever it is I loved. And thankfully my parents didn't care what that would be in. And at the time growing up as well, like middle school to high school, I thought I was going to be a ballet dancer. So I was looking at going to ballet, um, getting a degree in like dance. So my parents, even though they know like dance isn't profitable, they know that's what I love. So mm. they wouldn't mind. They just, they still expected straight A's, like the best college and just being disciplined and focused. And my mom growing up, um, she... She worked a lot with me and, and my brother and I in the school system. She would always just like be like the substitute teacher. So that was like her career. She was more of like a stay at home mom. Whereas my dad is like a leading expert in his industry. He's like the number one guy for cloud computing technology. He's, he's his resume is, or his bio is so long. I don't even know how to say all the terms in it, but he's sold startups. He's worked with, he works with Amazon, Google. He's like the chief <laughs> computing, some, something cloud at Deloitte. He's like the top of the top in his industry. He has a best-selling book on it. He's in all these universities with his book. People like know my, if you're into cloud technology, you know who my dad is. And he's like that popular. He's like, doesn't have social media following, but he's like, you know, those people that are like famous offline. Yeah, That's my he's got dad. like real clout. And I didn't even know that growing up. I knew that he was obviously like successful and like, you know, doing well, but I didn't, cause he was so humble. He wasn't like, hey kids, I'm the best mm. at what <laughs> I, like everyone loves me. Now we do joke about those things. Whenever I see him, he's like, yeah, everyone knows me. I'm so cool. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you're awesome. You yeah. have the right to say that you've worked hard. Yeah. But yeah, growing up, he was never like, 
So what did you then. see? You just saw him working hard or yeah. like how did never home. He still isn't. He's he's trying to retire, but he's gone Monday through Friday, traveling different state, different city every day. Gets home only home on the weekends with us. And I know that was really hard and sad because um, like he was like my best friend growing up. So mm. it really sucked on the weekends. It's the only time I got to hang out with him. But just seeing him work hard like all day, every day for how out still <laughs> so so you so you missed him during the week how did that like what was that dy- dynamic like did you talk about that with him or did he talk about it with you or what was the yeah was we the never talked thing? about it and obviously it's because i respected it and knew that like he was the one paying the bills and so like but um yeah i mean i was always sad and i always wanted to i was always excited for him to come home and show him like my report card for the quarter the semester and be like this is what I did while you were gone. So it wasn't it wasn't really like hard. Obviously there was a lot of missed time, but when I think he it was didn't really home, affect me. It was good time though. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's exactly. the key. There was a recent study. study that I like to often quote that um, a child whose parents or any parent works nine to five is miserable miserable at their job but is home a lot the child experience is actually worse than a person who's home for an a parent who's yeah. home for an hour but that time is an hour worth spending and they yeah. love their job it's, and they love their job so it ends up being yeah. a much healthier relationship yeah. than with the child because that you're demonstrating sense. and showing a much different side of life and you're happier in general when there was right? another mm-hmm. study where they asked children like what do you want mm-hmm. and they also asked parents, what do you think the children are going to say? And the parents said um, they th- thought that the children would want more time mm-hmm. with them. And the po- most popular answer was, I want my parents to be happy. And so, That's like, really I cool. think seeing a depressed parent from a horrible grind. Yeah, that energy on you. It's exactly. Awful. It's a terrible. But they also, I think they bring that into the relationship with yeah. the child totally. as well. Yep. Where Exactly. They're not really there. They're like projecting it on their kids. For sure. You're angry. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you're, you want to take a nap. Maybe you're not there because you're tired and drained and you just want to turn the TV on and pop a beer. Right. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, so your, so your dad's this like all world achiever. And so did, and you mentioned the report cards wanting to share your achievements and whatnot. So that drove you. Yeah. To I still try to do that. (laughs) Yeah, you mentioned earlier. So it's kind of a version of a chip on your shoulder, but you're not trying to prove it to the world. You're trying to... Are you trying to live... Like, is it an experience of trying to live up to him or just trying to say... In a way, yeah. Yeah. And and no one's really... No one is pressuring me to be like that. Like, he's not like that. My mom isn't. They They just want me to be happy, like successful and that's really it and also in florida living with them, living oh, with them yeah. well, they don't want you to be in what does success mean for them because like so you didn't go to college you... so that is a success to them that is one thing i've is a big problem to them i was going to ask that because you referenced that that was one of the things that they said go to a good college or the best college but you yeah. haven't done that. So since and you, yet you're like, go ahead. Well, you you look up to them. You admire your parents. You love your parents. You have a good. It sounds like you have a good relationship. Yeah. Um. How did you make that decision? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's start there. Yeah. So, I did start off going to school or college. 
at a good college in Florida. Uh And I already had like a 4.0 because I did college for a whole year in high school. So I went in really well. um, And I didn't like it because I just knew like that's when I started college is right when I started my business. That's where I already knew like I didn't want to do it, but I was doing it for them. And, and what was the first, the first business? Was that the swimsuit? Yeah. The season? Yeah. S-Z-N. Yeah. yeah. Swim S-Z-N. <laughs> Swimsuit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I started at the exact same time and, and. So that's like 18-ish? Yeah. 19, 18, yeah. Yeah. I turned, I was actually 17 when I started. Oh, 17. At USF. Sorry. And then right when <laughs> I turned 18. Overachieved much? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. So good. Yeah, but they, um, yeah, they expected me to finish. I only had three years left when I started since I already knocked out a year in high school. And my dad always preached to me growing up or at least like, you know, in high school and when I started college, like you need a solid corporate job to get you started. And if I did want to start a business, like I needed that experience first before starting it. So that's what he instilled in me to go go to school, get the experience. And if you ever want to do your own thing, like just wait till you have the experience. So that's the thing right there. Like how did you yeah. not follow that? Because that's, yeah. that's the, the trap wiring. we all follow. That's the like, wiring. That's the wiring we've been, the trap that we've been in. I wouldn't even call it a trap, but. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a version of a trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I, if, if you want to be out of it. Right. And then like us, we're like, how? Yeah. So, yeah. But like at 17, 18, there's a lot of questions here. Like, yeah. how do, let, so let, you, you're, st- let's start with one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna start yeah. with like. So, how do you? Get was it a very con- like, was it a really conscious thing, or did you just say I'm gonna start this swimsuit line and yeah. it took off? And you're like, I can do this. I don't need other stuff. Like, how did it work for you? Yeah. So when I started it, I knew that the end goal was so I can do it full time, but I didn't actually truly believe it until like month four, five, and six when the sales are just through the roof. But when I first started, I was like, this is going to be a hobby. I'm going to keep working my office job. I'm going to keep going to school. I'm going to do all three. And this is this business is more of like a hobby, like a passion project. I don't care if I make money off of it. It's just fun to do it and say that I'm doing it. But it actually started being profitable. And that's when I was like, I don't, I actually can't do this job and the business together because one of them's suffering because when I'm at work, I, when I was getting busy, my first business, I would sit there and like secretly work on my own business. And like, I can't be working yeah, on other totally. things yeah. and they weren't cool with that. So I would like do that. I would sneak like being on my phone, like not to like text friends to like work on my business. Cause you know how you can work on your phone. So, mm-hmm. and that's when I was like, I'm not really present at this job. I don't like it at all. And I know my dad told me I need to stick with the job. My dad always says stick with the job at least one year. Otherwise it doesn't even, don't even put it on your resume. So I was like, shit, how am I going to listen to him? I hate, I hate this. Like mm-hmm. I'm in month two and I freaking hate this. And that's where I got start. That's where I wanted to start it. When I realized two months in and like, my dad says I need to do this. Everyone says I need to do this. I hate it. Yes, it isn't like, yes, I can work my way up, but I don't even want to yeah. because I just, I'm like, I can't imagine sitting here for years, because like I remember the people around me working, they're like, "Yeah, we've been here for ten years," and I'm like, "How? Yeah, it's miserable. It's not like anyone was rude. It's just the environment was so boring. Like no one talks. Everyone's in their own office. I was like an admin um, assistant, and I did, I was there up alone. Everyone had their doors qu- like there was no socializing. And I'm not saying no like, talking. 
No yeah, talking. No talking for eight hours. And I'm not saying the company culture sucked. Like everyone was, everyone's really nice. Everyone's professional. No one caused any problems. But the only time we'd socialize is like at, at lunch for 30 minutes if mm. you wanted to. And I never wanted to. I wanted to get out and go get Chipotle and then come back. And then by then I didn't get to talk to anyone. Yeah. So it was just so boring. And I was like, I can't do this for years, even if it's a different position. What's? I know you have a question, but I oh, I'm, I'm just waiting for her to go down this train because we're getting there. What's success for you? So for them, it was like college, get a good job, get a steady corporate job, and then do whatever you want. But what what does success you, mean? You to jumped you? ahead. Oh, you want to go back? Yeah, I want to keep down this like how we got to that decision. Well, it's it's. I don't. Think. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. Right. What does success mean for you? Okay, so. I know so many people don't agree with this, my parents and some of my clients, but success for me is not really having to work. Yeah. I'm I'm honestly getting very close to that. And I'm only 20 and I'm very close to it. And that success to me is like not having to really work two to four hours a week, have systems in place, have an amazing team, have automations, virtual assistants. I'm literally like, so close to that. I have so I have all these uh, meetings right now to look at the right agency to help outsource because as much as I love what I've realized, which is a whole nother topic that you guys probably will bring up later, but I love working for myself now, but now I have so many clients and so many projects. It does feel like a nine to five because I'm sitting and doing so much all day long. And even though it's my own business and my own rules, it's not as fun as I thought it would be. And then my parents would go and say, well, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to work your whole life. You are supposed to put in the time. My dad's the perfect example. He's like, I put in the time my whole life. Like, it's not easy. You can't just work two to four hours. And I'm like proving my dad wrong and all buy, my family wrong every buy day. Buy a copy of Tim Ferriss' four-hour work week. Well, that's it. That's the interesting thing. Yeah, like this is, you said to me about a month ago, the place I want to get to is where I can take five months off a year yeah. Yeah. and just spend time with my family and yeah. then work the the other uh, seven. Yeah. And right? if somebody hits me up, it's like, hey, here's 50 grand to go speak. I'm like, yeah. you know, I'll do that. Yeah. One day in but Bahamas. It, sure. It's this, it's, it's this <laughs> funny, like we look at people who have a whole bunch of money and have been independently successful and there are two camps. We hear more about those that work and grind and just drive it. And then we hear about those who, we don't hear enough about those who do exactly what you're doing. The, mm -hmm. the people at the top of their company that let their company run themselves. They travel, they do these other things because you're financially independent, you have these flexibility. Like that's where a lot of people, I mean, listen, I, I like work to stay stimulated and to yeah. stay engaged. But, but the point of it is to get money to to live, to live. your to the life live. you want. Ab absolutely, so and some people love to work. Yeah, I love your definition of success, mm -hmm. I, and I I don't see anything wrong with it, and and I and also I don't see anything wrong with your dad's. Like I think, yeah, yeah, I, th I think my dad yeah, would. Agree I don't with think that. anything's yeah. wrong with it either, but I also think it's really hard for my my dad and people from his generation to accept this because I had a, had a client oh, who had a conversation. Had this with conversation me. with my dad all the time. And it's because back then they didn't have the resources and tools to have a two to four hour work mm -hmm. week. So like I could see why they can't understand it and think it's lazy, but it, like it's really just working smart and like like thinking smart, like thinking outside the box. And like we have so many tools and resources 
as millennials than you know than our parents did. So, so do you think it's a little bit of envy, jealousy? Like yeah. I had to do this, so you have to do this. Yeah. Like I had. To, I think it's a little. You have bit. to pay your dues, and and like paying your dues could probably be a hundred different ways. But like I had to put yeah. in forty, eighty, ninety hours a week for twenty years. So if you don't do that, then your success isn't equal to mine it, it might be envy or just like like the the term i hear is lazy oh it's lazy you know i put in the i'm a hard worker because their definition oh. of hard work is putting in all these hours to get you know whatever yeah. whatever amount and then i i think it's still just as hard working two to four hours a week it's just being smarter so it's yeah. a it's a difference between widget building and the digital revolution, right? Yeah. Like you have the industrial revolution, which required man hours, yeah, or woman hours, right? Well, I guess man hours at that time, right? More um, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but boom, boom. <laughs> but now we're in this digital revolution that allows us to scale our time, resources, and yeah. availability to do more of what we want and less of producing for that functional day-to-day and it's a shift especially a generational shift that is is harder for for products of the baby boomer generation america's actually fallen behind and i think it's because of that old mindset i just talked to a friend who left microsoft went to a startup in the bay and he's like the rest of the world is kicking our ass in digital transformation yeah like and I was thinking about it, like they don't have the infrastructure, they don't have the old school mentality of like this is the way you do it because they weren't doing it. Right. So now this digital era, if you will, is allowing them to catch up and surpass yeah. where we are because a lot of people are like, oh no, that's not how you do work. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. I I want to go back to how you they your dad is a strong influence on everything you do daily. Mm-hmm. And you conflict with him. And it started with the decision to not, one, quit the job, and two, not continue college for this, um, for the business. Yeah. So how did you come to that? Like, how did you reconcile that and then tell him about it? Yeah. And let me think back. Yeah, so I remember when I told um, so it's a little bit of a long story, but the, just to start it off, I remember when I told him I was starting a business and he said, that's fucking stupid. Really? That was the straight up And reply. I was like, I was like, I can cry right now or I can get really pissed off. And it got me really mad uh-huh. and it ended up working out well for me because it kind of was like, I'll show you kind of thing. And so chip on. So I, I thought I sensed that. Wait, did you, <laughs> did you anticipate that response? No, I thought it was gonna be like, oh, that's awesome. I, I'm I'm happy for you. Like, just keep doing school. I thought that's what it would have been. I was like, that's fucking stupid. He was like, you have no experience. You haven't read any business books. You haven't gotten to the business courses in school yet. Why? You haven't you checked have, all the boxes. You haven't yeah, earned the right to you do start, this. Yeah. You haven't had a job yeah. that had to do anything with business. Like, it's not a good idea. You're gonna waste money. And I was like, but hear me out. It's it's pretty low risk. And that's the other thing. Starting an online business is lower risk than brick and mortar. And yeah. that's probably what he had in mind. Yeah. Like you do need capital to start a brick and mortar location. A lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't have any capital. I started with two hundred dollars. And you went from two hundred dollars to twenty five K a month? Well, I put two hundred dollars in and then yeah, I was making twenty five thousand dollars in sales. In five in months. Month. Let's be very clear. So you didn't anticipate your 
dad's answer. You got angry and you're like, I'll show you. And at everyone. I mean, my boyfriend at the time too. He's like, that's fucking stupid. Everyone literally told me that was fucking stupid. And I was just so angry. I was like, why can't I? There's literally no risk of $200 that I'll make back. Was there anybody that job. was like, yeah, do it other than no. you? It's no so one. interesting Not to me. Not a single person in my life that mattered. Interesting. So, so you got this response, which I find to be a very normal human, like, do what I say, yeah. not like, it's because they are worried for me. Yeah, they don't want me wasting my money. But at the same time, like waste two hundred dollars taking the sales pitch of it's only two hundred bucks capital, and I'm st- I still have a job, and I'm still going to college. So what's the yeah. downside, right? Yeah, no. Well, what was I what was the initial thing. Walt Disney? Um, what was he asking? It was like twenty five dollars. He I, was I the know. initial investment he was asking for, yeah. and people mm-hmm. were like, "This is stupid." Yeah, like to build Disneyland. Yeah. So, so you got that response. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that really did upset me. And I'm, and I'm so glad it did <laughs> because I was just like, I'm going to show you all like you all, this isn't like, it's not true. And so uh, I st- I still going to school and then slowly you would see my grades going down. Cause I was putting all my time into yeah. my business. I was secretly not going to class I'm and there. Uh, yeah. I was I was doing that, was but bad. I didn't have a business. Hey, I don't blame yeah. you. I don't yeah. like school, but yeah, I was. I mean, at least I was. Like, I feel bad now that I've wasted my dad's money for a whole year at university and but paying you could for me to pay there. back yeah. off of like a month of revenue. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that I have. Yeah, I have goals to repay him and. I'll do that soon. But yeah, I was wasting my time. Not wasting my time. I wasn't wasting my time, but I wasn't going to class. I was working on my business all day long. And yeah, month five. Um, actually, <laughs> check my bio. I think it's month six, five or six. It's in month five. Okay, month yeah. five is when I was able to quit it. And when I got that huge sales goal and I was like, okay, officially done with the job. The job. And that job was actually funding everything for the business because it wasn't making enough. Number one investor. Yeah, it wasn't making enough to just keep everything. And, and I was smart at that age to be like, oh, wow, I'm actually making an extra four or 500 off of this business. Why not just keep it? Instead, I was like putting it right back in uh-huh. plus the money I was getting for my job, which just wasn't a lot. I think I was making like 1500 to 2000 a month. Yeah. So, but everything I got, I put into that, uh, which was really nice. And obviously did help that my parents did at the time help pay for school and my and my bills. So I'm very grateful for that. I know if it wasn't for that, I would have been backtracked a lot if I had to pay for all those things. Sure. It's a really subtle thing that what you did there, and I hear some people give this advice, but it's like you had a job. It wasn't the greatest. It was okay, but it was paying you. Yeah. And you could use that to feed the thing that you thought would be successful and yeah. you made successful, frankly. And then when it paid off, you could quit the job. And a lot of people are like, nah, you just quit the job. And it's like maybe for some people that's a thing, but yeah. You can also do both. Yeah. 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 And so the first thing I did was I quit that job and month at the end of month five. And I told my dad that I'm quitting. And he's like, you maybe it is working out for you, but you should stay there for at least a year for your resume. Oh, And I was like, dad, I hate it. (laughs) I freaking hate it. I was like, I can't stand it. He's like, I'm telling you, they're not going to refer, write you any referrals. And I know they won't. Of course they won't. And I don't, I don't care. I don't need them. Why would you need it if you have a business? And not only that, but at at my admin referral, admin assistant referral isn't really going to help me with being a business owner. Where you're trying to go. And it did help a little bit. I mean, I, I appreciate 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate like being around that environment. It definitely helped. That was my first time because growing, growing up in high school, I worked too. And my parents didn't want me to work back in high school, which is really funny. They want me to focus on school, but I worked in the restaurants and I hated that too. And so transitioning from there to the office was so exciting for me. And I ended up learning, I hated it, but it's still, it taught me a lot, you know, like how to dress, how to greet people. I, I was still the youngest person in there. They told me the youngest person they'd ever hired was 28 and I was wow. 18. And so that was hard for them to accept. So it was cool being around people that were, you know, 28 and, and older and they're all architects. It was an architecture firm. So, I mean, it was really good experience being around those kinds of people, you know, clients of theirs, spending a lot of money. So it wasn't just like some random office. It was like a really important office to be in. So that was even really huge for me to get. But then I realized it wasn't for me. And the next thing, so after I quit my job, I still stayed in school for my parents, mm -hmm. not for myself. And at that time, I also knew that I wanted to move to California. So I was really, really sad at that time because I was like, man, how am I going to move out there but do school here. I can't, my parents aren't gonna pay for California tuition. And like, I'm already in school. Like I, I could finish school in, in like two more years at this point. So I decided to start learning on how I can save up and move here while I was in school. So I went to school for another semester in the fall of 2017. And that was when I totally skipped all my classes. I failed every class that semester I don't know. I think it's my, yeah, I didn't tell my parents if they hear this. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I got straight Fs, not because I'm stupid, because I wasn't going, but that is stupid that I, that I didn't just drop out this, you know, the, you have two weeks to withdraw. And I yeah. just, I was like, no, I, I can do it. I did not do it. I was in my apartment all day, packaging swimsuits, working all day. I hired a friend that went to school with me. I kind of got her to start skipping class with me and we were working on it all day. And of course I was paying her. And so that at the end of that semester or that whole semester, I was planning on moving here in January, 2018, which I did secretly. And my parents hate me for the way I did it. I'm really, I'm really sorry for what I did to them. But um, yeah, that whole semester, I was just plotting my escape and not even telling my parents properly because I was so scared. Yeah, what, there's a lot of pressure on, to stay in school. And to move right? here, which is another mm. huge thing that they still don't support. So they don't like you living in California. No. Is it because you're not with them or is it? An, is it social reasons? I don't know if you know this, but everyone who's not from here or doesn't live here or hasn't visited thinks that it's ridiculous, the taxes, the extra costs, I, I the cost in, of living. I live in Cleveland, so. Anybody who's not from or has never visited Cleveland thinks Cleveland's a rat hole. Mm -hmm. right? It's not so true. I, totally I will vouch it. for the yeah. city of Believe yeah. Land. Yeah. Yeah. And it is more expensive, like right. a lot more expensive totally. than Florida. But it's doable. But it's doable. And and I prepared for it. And that's the thing I was telling my parents, like, because I flew out. The reason I got, I fell in love with California because I flew out here for um, a photo shoot for my swimsuit company because the, all the big models live out here, not in Florida. And I was like, wow, I freaking love it here. The energy here, the people, like there's opportunities. Vibe junkie. Vibe. Yeah. The vibe. Yeah, good. The vibe. Yeah. And I, I was like, I love it. So I got home and I was like, hey guys, like I love California. I want to, I might want to move there one day. Like, no, it's so expensive. You won't be able to afford that. You don't even have a job. Cause I was right. like, my company didn't count to them. Yeah. And they're like, which it doesn't to a lot of people. 
Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, it's just a hobby. It's, it's, it's like just a, a thing. Yeah. Is like, that, yeah. Like, it's making me 25 grand oh, a month. It's a passion project. That's two, so cute. Like 25 grand versus, I don't know what the profit margin is, but still 25 grand versus 2 grand. Yeah. yeah. So, pretty, I mean, so, you're, yeah, you're, slim you're 9xing your job income, yeah. but it's still not a job. Would I mean, you, and I'm not berating your parents here, but yeah. that's just a mentality yeah. that often is the case, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Would you, real quick, would you consider yourself a rebellious child? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not a rule follower. Because (laughs) I think either one of us in that same situation would not have followed that same suit. Just being a rule follower. Yeah. The only one that I broke was the LA one. But that wasn't really my parents. I was just like people around my family. They were like, oh, gang city. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be in a gang. Yeah. But so you're rebellious. However, you do respect and love your parents. You still respect and like, them. Yeah. yeah, and their opinions. And so moving out here for you was like you were plotting it and you had to plan it and not tell them. Did you them. tell them before you moved or after no. you moved? After. Yeah. Yeah, so I, <clears throat> the way, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they saw it coming, but when at the end of that semester, I did tell my dad that I was going to take a break from school and he was like, gave me the talk how it's not a good idea, but I see your business is doing decent, you know, work on it for a little, figure it out, then come back. And I was so like, sure. He was more supportive now at yeah, this point. At that, oh, yeah, I showed him good. everything and he was yeah. like, not bad. That was another thing that pissed me off. I was like, not bad. He said not yeah. bad. I was well, like, I've, I don't know any other 19 year olds at this point that have done that. And he was like, but he he's still to say. Uh, I mean, you, you said that in the beginning, right. though. You said that in the beginning. What keeps you going? Your parents always make you feel like there is more to be yeah, had. And I like that. Which also ties back to I'm curious, like, how much does that keep pushing you once you've achieved your definition of success? Right. Like, like uh, once I'm there, I'm. Well, it won't I'm have good, to. I'm good at, to that, go. yeah. at that point, yeah. why would it have to? Like, yeah, but yeah. There, there's still like the mentality of more profits, more can be done. You can get bigger. You can run more businesses. You can do all these things. Like, are you going to be able to to flip that switch? But she's yeah. doing yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about how. I'm never said like you're done or that's amazing. Like, good job, sweetheart. Because then I feel like I would get like complacent. settle and get comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know there's still a lot more to go. And then I have people all the time saying like, wow, you're already doing good for you. It's like, take, take a break. And I'm like, no, no. And that's the thing Like they, they've kind of helped me. I don't know if they're purposely doing it. I feel like my dad is, I don't know. He isn't really, we haven't talked about it, but it, it keeps me staying from the whole comfortable. Yeah. Oh, I've achieved this. Now now I I can just hang out from, that's a fucking stupid idea to To not bad. Go give it a try. Like Like, that's, that's a big concession. I was I mean, still I'm angry. Sh- I, no, I, I want to yeah. It would still piss me off, like, but I'm yeah. like listening to it as a third yeah. party. That's like, not. I'm like, that's a that's a that's related. a huge change. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that was, at that point, it was about a year and, and then two months that I started it, and I I was like, I'm I'm done with school, and so I broke the lease that they they got for me. I got someone to take it over, so I was totally free to move to California. I had no lease I had to worry about, no classes. And they just thought I was moving back in with them because then from my apartment, I moved everything back in with them. But then I started packing everything into my car and secretly. (laughs) And um, it was January 15th that I was like, I'm flying to LA for for a photo shoot uh, for work for the swimsuit company that was right before I sold it. And I was, they're like, oh, okay. Cause I actually flew out to LA like three times that year. 
So they thought it was just me going to a photo shoot. So what I did and my aunt helped me out. I was like, hey, I'm moving. You can't tell mom that you helped me. That's your mom's sister. Yeah, Yeah. she doesn't know still. And I was like, you can't tell her, but I'm going to get my car picked up here from a shipping company and I can't leave it at the airport and I can't leave it at my parents' house because they'll see, can you take my car and just give them the keys? She was like, fine. I was like, thank you so much. So the next day when I got into LA, she gave him my keys. They shipped my car here. I paid for it to get shipped here. And I was staying in Airbnb for like two and a half weeks, just apartment searching. And I even told my parents I'd only be gone for a week. So then at that point, my mom's like, what? And you were living at home? At, oh, no, you were in an apartment at this point. So you weren't living at home. No, she was at home. Wait, at what point? You said you broke the lease. She broke oh, yeah, the I broke lease the lease at my school, at, at my home. college. Oh, and you moved yeah. back in at yeah, home. Yeah, because the oh, semester okay. ends like the beginning of December. Yeah, okay. So from so December 1 to January 15th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was Sorry. back with them. Yeah. And then... So when you were trip. gone for more than a week, they're like, what? what, what, what? Yeah, so yeah. my mom's like, what's going on? And uh-huh. I was like, oh, it got extended. And she's like, you should be back home by now. It's probably getting really expensive staying in there. And it was because my car took two weeks to come in instead of a week. So I had an Uber everywhere. Yeah. And the Airbnb wasn't cheap. Yeah. And I still saved like the whole last year before for it. So I was okay prepared, yeah. but my parents didn't know that. They're like freaking out for me. Um, you've been doing this for two and a half years. Bananas. You sold this. You sold a company and now own three others. After two and a half years, change. You sold it. A a year and yeah, a year and like three four months. I can't even. I don't know. Like barely two. Not even two years. You've had to overcome the pressures of your parents, and good for you. Like that's a hard decision to make. And I don't know. I'm 37, and I still. I, I deal honestly with parental like. Issues. I'd like, love to. Not, I'd, no joke. But like, literally, I'd love ahead. to say a lot of us can can learn from that. I think there is a, that's a special characteristic. And your parents. I wanna. I wanna be positive about your parents here for a second. Not that we've been that negative, but they they gave you some serious skill sets to be able to make that choice, like financial responsibility and understanding. Um, giving you that that space to pay for college and like allow you to do with your money as you wish like that's Education, an amazing like you're obviously in, intelligent yeah like they, AF, they, as the kids they say. gave <laughs> you a lot of tools to yeah. allow you to do this and like yeah, mom really and dad like be proud of yourselves because that's an amazing thing for sure given like and i think about i mean my parents did a good job but at the same time like i that confidence and that determination to say, hey, no matter, like, I get it. And to just say no to the pressure and go, like, good for you. Good like, on that's you. hard. Like, that's real hard. And I'd love to let everybody out there listen and learn from that. Like, I understand how hard it is. Rodney understands how hard it is. And I think you even understand how yeah. hard it is. And to just do it and the potential benefits yeah. of it, if you just go for it, it's that's, just outstanding. That's a good call. But out. that's not the only challenge you faced. Like yeah. you're you're 20, you can't even drink yet legally, <laughs> and you're 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 independently self sufficient from an economical standpoint. You started this at 18. You're a female. Like you're a woman. Yeah. These are like, how. 
you talk about it in a lot, probably in other venues, and I've read these struggles, but like go into that a little bit more detail than maybe you have in the past on yeah. what that's actually looked like for you. Yeah. I feel like the biggest struggle is, I mean, being a female business owner is very challenging itself, but it's more of just being young. Yeah. People are like, where's your degree? How long have you been doing this? I really haven't been doing it for this long, but my portfolio speaks for itself. But so is that like potential clients or yeah, potential clients, just haters in general, haters and even old friends and people from back home. And that was another thing. When I first declared, like I was starting the swimsuit company, I rebranded myself as a business owner and everyone from back home, it's a very small town vibe. They, they all started making tweet threads, Twitter threads about, oh, do you see what she's trying to do? How freaking stupid, making fun of my models, calling them all sorts of horrible names. And basically they, everyone was just like, what? You're just gonna change exactly like everything you're doing and call yourself a business owner? Like, no, that's not cool. Hmm. Like, we're gonna talk shit about this. And um, that huh. also is another thing that like, made me want to prove everyone. I was like, why, well, why can't I just cause I'm a girl and cause I'm 18. You're like my people from back home. Who By the way, to say something about it. When Steve jobs started Apple in a garage, he did the exact same thing. He and just said, I'm, I'm going to make a computer company. Yeah. yeah. I'm in a and business like, owner. What? Yeah. No, like it, that's not okay. And growing up in a more conservatively minded place that is more traditional about the ways of doing yeah. things. Okay. Florida like, is definitely like that. You're going to get resistance to say, no, that's not the way this works. Yeah. yeah and I think. Right. I feel like even in a liberal, I don't know that it's conservative liberal so much as it is. People that are stuck more on a mindset of which is a like when I yeah. when I say traditionally, I'm not talking politically conservative. I'm talking about conservative mindset, which oh, is yeah, more yeah. traditional, right? Anchored on you know systems and yeah. process, like psychologically. This that is, is the way. Just yeah, the like you've been saying, check the yeah, box. Like exactly. Oh wait, you need five years of this experience yeah. and this in college. Yeah. And you need to build your resume and then you can start a business. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But the hardest thing has been age. I've been hiding it and I'm finally Ow. like first <laughs> off, <laughs> I yeah. like I really do like I I have like a fake ID so I can go to like get cocktails with clients. Like I don't let them know, like because now well now I'm opening up to it. Now yeah. I'm except now I'm not afraid of what they're gonna think because I can show like because I am valuable. But like before that, I was so afraid. Like my first client, I still don't think he knows how old I am. I think he thinks I'm 25, and everyone but thinks that. that. Still super young. Yeah, yeah, but that's still better than 19 at the yeah, time when I had totally. my first client. 19, yeah. like if he not knew that I had it. A, yeah. Yeah, and like yeah. and also the clients. Some of the first clients I worked with were very conservative mindset, so they. They think that they should be working with a company that's been doing this for a yeah, while totally. and, and someone that has a degree. And so yeah. I had to like hide all that. Some people would be like, so what school did you go or um, what'd you major in or what school did you? I said, University of South Florida marketing. And they, when they asked that, when did you graduate? I'm like, shit, this is when I tell them I didn't. But I make it seem as if I, I did. I'm not lying. I'm just yeah. not like going in depth. So I, I did all those things to like hide hide that and I still am not fully like saying like blasting hey I'm only 20 like this is you can be doing this at any age which I want to like actually transition into 
and to owning whatever age you are, whether you're young or older. Um, but yeah, that's been the biggest one. It's just hiding how old I am. Do you think any of that is, do you feel that any of that is because of, because you're a woman? No, I do just think, think if you were a man, if you were a man, you'd be probably doing the same thing to work yeah. with those clients. Yeah. Because I mean, I have other friends that are the same age as me that are a male and they also, they're in the same boat. They're like yeah. certain clients and like the clients that we want to target that have those funds, they typically want to see like a track record, like, you know, this and Makes that. Sense. So we are all kind of in that same boat where we're mm. like hiding how old we are. And then being a female makes it harder as in I've had some male clients only want to work with me because I'm attractive and I don't, and I find that out later and I don't like that because I want them to hire me because of the value my company brings. Right. And also I've just had in general, creepy people want to work with me, not because they even need help. They just want me to be around them and talk to them and consult them. But really it, when I go to like a meeting, I've had experience where I go to a meeting with them and it's not even about marketing, it's just trying to hang out. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, it's been, I mean, it's something we've experienced, not personally, but in the industry that we've been in, like Rodney used to work for a company, I won't name it, that used to hire attractive still, females. Still, still does. does. Mm -hmm. And in sales, especially in IT, mm -hmm. because of that. Like they're easier to get in the door. You tend to get mm -hmm. bookish, nerdier guys. Yeah, I mean, and they get this. In and IT. It's, and it's such a... a sexist response and it's capitalized by companies to take advantage of it and i mean i appreciate your response i don't like it like and i'm sure a lot of people don't yeah right? uh, yeah all my friends and that have jobs or have experience that they no no one wants that it's yeah. uncomfortable like i, I want, well, I've I want to be evaluated on my merits not yeah, just because exactly you think i'm yeah, you think when you go get a drink with me that it might lead to something. Well, exactly. I've talked to some women in that company and others, because it's not unheard of, that are like, yeah, yeah, I'll use it, it to yeah. crack the door open and yeah. then show them I know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, absolutely, it's a tool. Like, yeah. just like you can go to the golf course to finish a deal. Like, I don't have that. I don't golf. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's yeah. a, it is a... Yeah, I definitely, like... At times I've been like, oh, this is an advantage. But when it's depending on the person and, and their motives, it's just not worth right. it. Right. It may not yeah, be worth so, being in the room with some dudes yeah. that's like, all right, well. Yeah. Creepy. I'm not, I'm not uh, I can't, yeah. I can't even but go to the creepy vibe, but like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Athena's going to come visit us today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I, I've dealt with that. And and even even if they know I'm young, there's, you know, people don't, people are creepy no matter what. So, right. um, but I'm I'm really lucky that really isn't my biggest struggle because I've just positioned myself away from working with those kind of people. If at the time when I was starting off, I needed every penny I could with my consulting, every client, yeah. so I would take those kind of people. But now yeah. I'm like I don't need to work with someone that only wants me to be around them when they don't even want my really truly yeah. want my services. Yeah. So I can I can do that now. Do you have any other challenge? Do you notice any other challenges from being being an entrepreneur. Um, any challenge? I mean, I, actually at times I think there it's really not that difficult. It's actually, I have more of an advantage because there aren't as many girls trying to do what I'm doing. So I honestly, I'm really not complaining that much about the whole female side. It's more of the age side, but the, yeah, I feel like I do have an advantage at times because there's not as many girls as doing what I'm doing. And I'm actually seeing a lot more girls 
or maybe it's just I'm more aware, but like, I just feel like a lot more women are getting into, you know, being an entrepreneur and not caring. You grew a company, you had an idea, but how did you execute it? Like, are you just like a marketing genius or like, did you read some book? Like, how did you figure yeah. it out? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get asked this a lot and the, when it starts, it's with okay the to first say one, you're a genius on this podcast. You can, you can, we'll say, <laughs> I it. don't think I am yet, but, um, the first company I already just started, I just had ideas on how I can naturally get it out there in my own network. And my network at the time wasn't like business professionals. It was just like friends. Like how, how can I get my friends interested? You know, can I get them involved? And that's exactly where I started. I started all with my close network. And I preach this all the time to my clients and my friends that are getting into it. Like when you're first starting, it is awkward and weird to say that I am a business owner now. Yeah, I struggle with it. Yeah. And people are hard. It's hard for them to accept, but those are the people that aren't going to support you. And those are the people you should not care about anymore. But there's going to be those people in your life that still are like, oh, that's cool. Let me help you out. So what I did was I taught, I like messaged all the girls I knew that I was, I thought were, would be willing to model my first shoot. And I had 15 girls, um, all pretty much from one of my high school or middle school. Some I haven't talked to in years, some I talked to a few weeks ago, but not not even any of my best friends at the time. So I had this- On purpose or they just didn't respond? They just didn't want to be in a bikini. And so I organized this shoot. And then I, this is another thing that I'm, people, like my friends call me the queen of finessing. I finesse a lot of things. And that's how I've also- Kind of I, like the ballet thing with the getting the free- Yeah, I get, I, I still, to this day, I get the list of free things I get, not just because I'm a girl and attract, it's just, I'm smart. It's smart and I know I know how this to do it. This is why I say genius. Like, and, and I, know, I know you're like, not yet, but like there are, even taking an idea and being like, oh, who in my network can I do this with and like sell this to? That's That's how great ideas start. Yeah. And then you executed on it and what you're telling key. us about. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so I had that first shoot and then I got a free photographer. I strategically reached out to someone who needed to start her portfolio. I knew she was good, but I was like, also smart. if I go to someone that's been in this for 20 years, I'm going to be a thousand dollars and I don't have that. I have $200. So I got a free photo shoot. I had everyone go up to the beach. I think I was even so cheap to not even pay them, but to not even let them keep the suits for free because then I ended up reselling those. That's how cheap I was at the time. I was like, I need every suit I can. And I, everyone, the reason I got such a big group because I knew they're all gonna post the pictures. And I also chose people that weren't professional models because A, they would charge me, and B, they think it's really cool that they're involved in a company shoot. They wanna share with everyone. So I didn't even tell, like so they, require I mean, But it also helps them because they get a semi-professional photo of themselves. Yeah. So if they do have any aspirations of modeling or just want some cool pictures of themselves. Yeah. They all posted and it. They were, I mean, vanity and, vanity, vanity and So you built your own situation. influencer network basically. Yeah, I, I built, I started local and I was like, okay, this company is going to do really, really well in Florida because it swims season. It's always hot. People swim in Florida, huh? Um, <laughs> Honestly, it's not even because they swim. I don't, I don't even, I don't even know. Yeah. They boat. I, There's a lot of boating yeah, and hanging out on of, beaches. Warm weather in Florida. Like so all year. Swimsuits are going to be a hit. Yeah, yeah. So I knew like locally it would thrive just because it, you know, the weather. 
And I'm uh, checking a lot of genius boxes, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to do a whole lot yeah. of that in Cleveland. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But you start a swimsuit company in Cleveland. Yeah. It's Unless gonna be they a lot are harder. like LeBron suits. Maybe yeah, not LeBron anymore. LeBron will sell. <laughs> It'll sell. Cleveland, yeah. Even now. Yeah. And yeah, so that's like where that started. And then from there, I kept organizing more shoots. I asked, I had zero followers on the account. And I asked all of those girls to follow it. So then I got 15 followers and Boom. I was like, whoa, that's cool. Yeah. Real people. It's like when you get your first, um, you get your first order, order or like first money yeah. for a thing that you yeah. made. It's like a really cool feeling. Yeah. 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 That was definitely, I had that feeling there. And then. I mean, we're eight. at like seven, but, but the first <laughs> one was really cool. 19 yeah. orders. No, yeah. Orders. I know exactly that feeling. And then it's like this adrenaline rush and then yeah. you just keep doing it. And, um, yeah, so it all started local that, that network there. And then I had people locally start buying it and everyone just, I, I created like my own kind of influencer ambassador program. And I don't, I didn't, it's not an original idea. I, I looked at some of the other swimsuit companies, I guess you would say my competitors, not even competitors, not even at their level. They weren't in your region necessarily, were they? No, oh, oh. no, no. Yeah, just like the biggest Instagram swimsuit companies at the time. And um, I was just like, oh, they all have ambassador programs. So then I applied to one, got accepted into it to learn how they did it, took their agreement, remade it into my own. And I was like, you know what? I didn't like the way they were doing this. So I'll do it my own way, but I like everything else they did. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I knew I wanted to do ambassador program, but I was like, I have no idea how. So then I learned about it from kind of like sneaking into theirs without them knowing I have my own company. What's the thing about flattery and copying? What's the quote? Flatter plagiarism is the best form of flattery. It, they don't say plagiarism, but I mean, it's it's, it's uh, something imitation. like that. Imitation, imitation is, is the, the best, sincerest form of flattery. Yeah. flattery. Yeah. yeah, and that's the other thing, uh, uh, kind of off topic, but a and lot of There's no people, new ideas. I mean, let's be honest. Like, yeah, a lot of people are afraid to start because they're like, well, everyone's already doing it. Right. And it's like, first off, you can do it differently, but... You can also do it the same way, but if you're just make your brand unique and that's how I stood out. I was doing everything all the other swimsuits was doing, but I labeled myself as a swimsuit company that's affordable and trendy. So I was targeting the college girls because I was my friends at the time. And also one that's accepting of all body types, skin color. Like I made it very universal and I made that very clear with the models I was choosing. I had my favorite photo shoot ever. It was another big one of 15 girls. I made sure every girl looked so different. It, it was the coolest thing ever. I had everyone apply awesome. and it looked really beautiful and, and people were picking that up. They're like, okay, I can buy affordable swimsuits on Amazon, but I can't be a part of a brand like this unless I support them and buy from them. You, you, are, you have some very, very strong, mark, going back to genius and marketing instincts. Outstanding. I have to... Um, we have to. Wait, 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 I just wait. checked a lot of genius boxes yeah. over here. <laughs> I just wrote them and I checked them. So, unfortunately, if you can believe it, we are two minutes left of it's our. Gone time. so fast. Oh shoot! Yeah, and um, you That's have how fast to get it to goes. Malibu. Um, so before we get going, Rodney, I got to ask. Question. All right, so <laughs> you've given us a lot of goodness to think about already. Yeah. I'd like to end it by asking, what would you leave our listeners with? I would leave your listeners with the fact that it doesn't matter how how old you are, young or old, it doesn't matter how much experience you've had doing anything. If you, you're gonna be like me that had no experience doing something, if you wanna make 
the shift into doing something entirely different. And it's really hard and it's really scary to do, but I really think you should do it. Even if everyone's telling you not to, if you have that feeling deep down that there's something else you wanna do that you're passionate about, or that will help you live the life that you want, I am telling you, you need to do it no matter what excuses you can give yourself in the long list of things that could get in the way, you need to do it for yourself. For yourself. For yourself. For yourself. For yourself. For yourself.